Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. It's the Voice Coach Podcast with me, Nick Redman, your own personal voice geek ready to guide you through getting the most out of your speaking voice. If you use your voice for a living as an actor, podcaster, voice artist, speaker or presenter, then this is the podcast for you. Let's crack on. Hello there, welcome back to another episode of the Voice Coach Podcast with me, Nick. So we've been chatting on about articulators for ages now, haven't we? Yada, yada, yada. We've done awareness and stretching and we've started now into the energising toning element of the movable bits in the aisle mouth that shape the sound. So happy days. I hope you've been adding some of that to your warm-up routine and maybe your cool-down or your reset routine. You know, this is all designed for you to just pop in there and have a wee play with in your day-to-day speaking life. This episode, we're going to give the owl soft palate a wee bit of a wake-up now. It's a bit of the articulatory system that can be a bit of a cheeky fecker. Excuse the swears. In case you need a reminder of what the soft palate is, it's that smushy bit at the end of the hard palate that sort of acts as the back door to the nasal cavity. I talk you through becoming aware of your soft palate and kind of feeling it in the episode where I take you on a tour of the articulators, number 33. So if you missed that one and you're like, yeah, but what is my soft palate though? Just pause, go back to 33 and have a wee listen to that one. Anyway, it's a cheeky fucker. And like I said in episode 38 on yawning to stretch the soft palate, someone once compared the soft palate can't remember who. If you're out there, please say hello. (laughs) With me, they compared it to the naughty kid at the back of the class who basically needs to know that you're onto it so that it does what it's there to do. Basically meaning that it's there, it's hanging out, and if we wanted to join in with the rest of the class (laughs) or mouth slash articulators, we need to wake it up every once in a while. Now, It's really useful to work on the soft palate for various reasons for voice. If you're somebody who feels a bit nasal or has had someone say, "Ugh, you're a bit nasal, um, apart from telling them to get in the sea, this exercise will be really great for you as it gives the soft palate a kick up the arse to kind of stay flexible and responsive and raise up after it's been used for making the sounds that it uses in speech. Or if you're someone who feels a bit de-nasal um, or adenoidal, <laughs> as it's often called, um, it's also a really good one because you can focus on the release phase of what we do with the soft palate when we're making sounds to let a bit more nasality into your tone for brightness or variety. And if you're someone who trips up over sounds like k, g, n, as in sing, then it's also great as the soft palate is the bit that makes those sounds along with the tongue. So here is what we're going to do to work on it. But as is the theme, I'm having a wee drinky. It's a Friday. I'll let you decide whether that's water or whether that's Not water. Wink, wink. 
<laughs> anyway, we're going to use the sounds K and G, K and G. And what we're really going to do is focus in on what we can feel happening in the vicinity of the velum or the soft palate, that's the snazzy term, and explore that a little bit. So we're going to think about noticing what we can feel happening when we make a <laughs> it's an unvoiced sound, so as if you couldn't hear it. And a g, g, the voiced version of that k sound. K, g, k, g, k, g. All right, move on. <laughs> so I'd like you to first off make a lovely light k sound, really light, just the k, no accidental schwa or neutral vowel sound after. So we're not going k, k right now. I want you to make that sound really slowly so you can feel the coming together of the tongue and the soft palate in the stop phase of that plosive. So the airflow gets stopped. And then that you can feel the bounce away again when we get the release phase of that plosive. The coming together and the release phase of the plosive. Now I've got an episode coming on plosives soon, by the way. So if you're like, what the hell's a plosive? Please stay tuned. You don't need to know right now. So feel that coming together and then the bounce away. <laughs> My editor at this point is going to be like, what is happening? <laughs> they weren't already. So we're feeling that coming together of the soft palate and the back of the tongue and we're feeling the bounce away. I've put a link in the show notes to an MRI scan of this sound being made. I know it's too much for a voice geek to handle. It's amazing. I don't know if you ever have seen any kind of beatboxing MRIs or opera singing MRIs flying around the internet, but oh my days, our voices are amazing. Anyway, there's this website called Seeing Speech and it gives you MRIs of literally every single sound. So I've put a link to the sound in the show notes because I know that some people really get a lot of benefit from actually seeing anatomically what's happening when you work on this kind of stuff. So if you want to see the ooey gooey tongue and the soft palate and everything making it in an actual human's head, then do check out that link in the show notes. And if you ever work with me in a one-to-one, -one, you'll notice when I do any work on soft palate, I do a little like mime with my hands. So I have my finger and my thumb when I feel the soft palate and the tongue coming together, I bring my finger and my thumb together at the side of my mouth. And when they release, I, my fingers bounce apart again. So I kinesthetically have to kind of uh, feel it happening and see it happening with my hands as well. I know that's just one of my ways of learning. So use that little and you're going to feel it coming together, feel it coming apart, feel it coming together feel it coming apart. And I want you to notice the feeling of space that you get and where you might feel that space when they bounce apart again. So they come together, everything closes up. And maybe one time you focus on what the tongue feels like the tongue is doing. And at one point you maybe focus on what it feels like the soft palate's doing. But you can sort of make it feel like the tongue is giving the soft palate a big kick upwards if you give it loads of energy. Also just realising the popping potential on this episode because it's a plosive and plosives always pop on the microphone, don't they? Am I right? Anyway, you'll just have to put up with it for this episode because it's probably inevitable.
So after you've done it with a k and you feel that energy of the bouncing away and the energy of the coming together and that closure, you can try it with a g as well, which is the voiced equivalent in that articulatory position. So it's the same soft palate and the tongue coming together, but we have a little bit of vocal fold vibration behind it. Really feel it coming together and really feel it bouncing apart. And once you're used to it and you're like, oh, I can feel it. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, look at all that space. Oh, feel the contact. Then you can get a little bit rhythmical. Definitely forgot where I was there for a minute. Could have gone on forever. So what you're doing then is sort of drilling the movement of the cut and the gut, which is giving us that lovely extra response and the toning that we talk about with this energizing kind of exercise. So that anytime a cut or a gut comes up in speech, you get that lovely bounce and that lovely quick response. So if you do trip over cousin goes in the middle of words and that kind of thing, this is a great exercise to do. You can also start exploring and understanding your soft palate and where it is and what that can do for your tonal quality with this exercise by moving from oral resonance to nasal resonance after each k or g. Drink alert. I should start selling the sound effects of drinking from um, <laughs> a, a metal water bottle. I'd make a fortune. But yeah, if when you've made the k or the g, k or the g, what you can do is go straight into a nice gentle ah sound. Ka, 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 ga, ga, ga. Doesn't really matter what vowel sound, but ah is like the lowest, most back kind of sound we can make. So it's quite nice to keep that tongue nice and low. But if you put your fingers on your nose when you're going k into an ah sound or g into an ah sound, put your fingers on your nose. Ka, 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 ga, ka, ka. And what you can do is play with when you feel the vibrations in your nose. Because if you feel the vibrations in your nose, ka, 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 it means you're accessing a little more nasal resonance. If you feel the vibrations less in your nose, ka, 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 maybe completely out of your nose, then it means you're accessing that oral resonance. And when we access oral resonance, the soft palate is up and the nasal cavity is closed. And when we experience nasal resonance, the soft palate is down and the door to the nasal cavity is open. So the sound can sort of come out that way a little bit. That's a really nice way of understanding what's going on with the soft palate, how it affects vocal tone and which position you might need your soft palate to be in in order to find either of those places. So if you need more oral resonance, you're going to need the soft palate to be up 
So practice lots of kicking upwards and focusing on that spring up. If you need nasal resonance, then focus on the space you can feel after the sound. And try and explore how you can let the soft palate drop down to access that nasal cavity. That's a lot of this for that and that for this, isn't it? (laughs) I think we've got through it okay. Please go back and listen if you need extra clarification. So have a play because it's lovely for clarity, it's lovely for vocal tone and it's lovely for vocal variety if you're into character work and that kind of thing too. And just between you and me and the walls, nasal resonance is much more useful for ordering drinks in very busy bars. (laughs) Gin and tonic, please, (laughs) because it really pings through the sound. There you go, a little lifestyle tip on how voice coaching can help you day to day in another interesting way. It's a (laughs) win-win. So give it a go and I will see you in the next instalment for, I think, everybody's favourite tongue twisters I think will be the next one unless something more important or necessary pops up in the meantime till then laners <laughs> thanks for listening to the voice coach podcast for even more tips tricks exercises and a general crack head over to our facebook community the voice and accent hub thanks again